here and thank you for joining me today. I'm going to talk today about overcoming imposter syndrome which is one of those terms that's talked about all the time and uh, I come across it literally I would say pretty much in every single organization that I ever go and work in and it's so so common and I think it's just useful to to kind of unpick it a little bit and then share with you some of my own tips and the things that I share with my clients to help them overcome imposter syndrome. So first of all, what is it? So the term imposter syndrome was coined in 1978 by two Georgia State psychology students. So that was Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes. So it can be broken into three types of feelings. One, that you aren't as successful as other people think. Two, that your accomplishments can be chalked up to luck. And three, that even if you have attained success, it actually isn't that impressive it actually affects a whopping 70% of people at some point in their lives. And I have personally found it's something that's crept up on me several times during my career. Usually when I'm kind of stepping into something that's unfamiliar. So it could be that I'm, I don't know, going to see a new client and I'm really concerned that they might be asking me kind of questions that I don't know the answers to. And that for me shows up as uh, because I have to be the expert so it's really interesting. There are different types of imposter. So um, psychologists have basically looked into the whole concept and suggested that there are several contributing factors as to why some people suffer from it and some don't. So some of those include your upbringing, your parental figures and role models. It might be whether you were in a supportive environment or whether you actually didn't have a sense of that belonging. So you've sort of had to almost like change yourself to fit in. Um, again, something I write about in my book, Don't Dim to Fit In. But um, lots of us can can learn how to adapt ourselves from a very early age. Um, something I did. And then that kind of then undermines, I suppose, who we are as a person. So there are different types of imposter, or there's five different types, which were outlined by Dr. Valerie Young. So she talked about the expert, the perfectionist, natural geniuses, the soloist, and superheroes. So the expert, this is definitely me. The expert is someone who doesn't feel happy until they feel they know everything there is to know on a subject. So hence why sometimes if I can go into a business, I can start to feel that little bit of a imposter syndrome because I'll be thinking, oh, well, I don't know everything. Whereas in actual fact, how can I? And also who does? <laughs> you know, it's that kind of reminding yourself. But for me, it shows up as um, I'll always want to get a qualification in what I'm doing. So 
If you go on my LinkedIn profile, if you're that bored, you can go and see I have several qualifications in things like marketing, in human resources, in coaching, um, things that I basically have done throughout my career. I've always had to kind of go and get that, seek that external validation. So that's the expert. The second one is the perfectionist. And this is someone who'll set super ambitious goals and then experience worry and fear about not achieving them. So they might achieve really great things, but then they're always focused on where they could have been better rather than celebrating those achievements. I'm sure we've all come across the perfectionist. Uh, those people, again, they can be really great in terms of, you know, striving to always be better and in, always improving the businesses or organizations they work within. But actually they can then almost lead themselves into a kind of burnout because they just, they never feel like they're good enough. They're always striving. There's always something they can be better at. They can have done better or improved. And the third is natural geniuses. So these are the people who master many new skills quickly and easily. And they probably achieve some early success, but then they struggle if they're faced with a difficult goal. So they'll be the type of person to beat themselves up for not being able to do everything easily rather than recognizing we are all a work in progress. Um, number four is the soloist. So this is an individual, someone who likes to work alone and may turn down help or not ask for help because they fear being seen as incompetent. So they probably get their self-worth from solving problems and doing that on their own is, is what they would like to do. That's what they prefer to do. The fifth one is the superheroes. So these tend to be people who push themselves harder than everyone around them to prove that they aren't imposters. So their expectations on themselves are high in every area of their of their lives. And this can lead to just total exhaustion. I always see this with um, lots of working mums who are kind of trying to spin loads of different plates. You know, they've got um, a lovely house and, and, you know, home. And then they've got the kids to go here, there and everywhere. And they've got them in several different um, clubs and they're driving them here, there and everywhere. And they're also holding down, you know, a career or a, um, they've got a business that they're running, you know, really real kind of superheroes who actually just, just never take time out and never feel like they are good enough. I suppose that they are really kind of prone to that burnout. So if you've ever experienced imposter syndrome, there'll probably be one or two of these five that you most resonate with. As I say, the experts, probably the perfectionist as well are mine. Um, and that kind of just shows up in terms of, you know, I could always be better. Like I, I'm not good enough unless I, um, unless somebody says that I am with a badge or a qualification or that kind of thing. And I think Knowing that I've got that tendency is half of the battle. I always say self-awareness is the, the kind of first step, really, because I see it showing up in loads of different ways with clients I work with, you know, and actually it can be something of a hidden epidemic. And uh, to be honest, in my experience, women are far more open about sharing their experiences with it. But there is no doubt that many men suffer with it, too. And do you know what? I'd even go as far as saying that somebody actually everybody has probably felt like an imposter at some time in their life and it isn't always about how they show up at work you know I've had people tell me they've had it walking into a designer clothes store or going to somewhere swanky for lunch or going into a busy gym they feel like they don't belong and or even on the golf course with you know a bunch of people that 
probably a really good at golf <laughs> and maybe you're not. So, you know, everyone has felt like that imposter at some point. So that's the, kind of the first step when you're feeling that way, just recognizing and reminding yourself of that. This is actually, you know, a normal feeling. It's nothing to kind of beat yourself up over. And then really the, the way that I coach people through imposter syndrome is to use questions. And obviously that's what coaching is all about. It's asking you questions because you've got the answers within you. That's um, that's kind of how it goes as opposed to consulting, which I also do. And that's where I will give you my advice and my opinion. But coaching is really about kind of asking those questions. So I coach around four areas. So my four areas are around your context. So that's kind of like your background, your past. Um, so I'll start there and I'll ask you questions around kind of, you know, what is your past story? Where has it held you back? Who or what in your background has contributed to perhaps certain feelings? What do you do when people compliment you? What were you taught about success and achievements growing up? And what can you learn from your mistakes? So kind of going really deep into that context of what's got you here today. And then we really go into you today. So that's the second area. You know, actually thinking about where have you made a positive impact recently? What's going really well for you at the moment? Where are you adding value? Where are you hiding in your career or your business? What or who is holding you back? And what do you need to stop and start doing to help you overcome those negative thoughts that you're experiencing? So really starting to probe as to you on that kind of in the here and now. And then thirdly, we'll look at the evidence. So what evidence have you got that really tells you that maybe you're not good enough or that you are good enough? So what qualities do you have that make you unique? What makes you good at what you do? What positive feedback have you received recently? What three things are you most proud of in the last six months? What words, positive words, would your friends or colleagues use to describe you? And how can you recognize and celebrate your achievements? There's all that kind of evidence gathering of, you know, what evidence do you really have to suggest that that this inner dialogue, inner critic, inner imposter is actually true? Because most likely they're not. <laughs> and then we get into the fourth area of questioning and coaching is just really around the future you and thinking about what would an imposter free life look and feel like to you? you know, who do you admire and what do you admire about them and what qualities do you also share with those individuals that you admire? What would you do if you had all of the support and the self-belief that you needed? What would you love to achieve in the future? And then what I really like to do is to get you into a state where you imagine your future self. You know, how would you describe them? What would you be doing? What are the things that you would be achieving? And what can you do now to actually start to bring your future self into your present moment? So really working through these questions, just reflecting on these questions now, can give you that greater clarity on what might be holding you back. And actually, where you might want to seek some support, but also what do you really, really want for yourself? Because I think sometimes that can be a question we don't always stop and ask ourselves, but actually we get into the habit of just you know moving forward and going on to the next job or the next project or the next task we've got to do. But actually taking stock and actually thinking about what causes you to adapt your true nature 
You know, where and when are you hiding and who or what brings out your imposter syndrome? Because as I say, there's certain times in your life. So it might be like me if I'm going to pitch for a, a client or I've just won a new client where I might have that slight kind of tiny feeling of imposter syndrome or it could be that you're moving jobs. You know, that's another one where I see this a lot where people you know, they kind of, they go really go for it. They really sell themselves on the job application, their CV and their cover letter. You know, they're all full of, you know, amazing things, how fabulous you are. You know, maybe you've gone to the trouble of getting really great references or you've judged up your LinkedIn profile. Um, you know, you get your interview, you get your first step achieved and, and actually, you know, you're in the interview, you're super confident, you know, even if maybe you're not inside and you're acting but you know you're kind of like doing the whole smiley articulate thing you know you're on fire you smash it they offer you the job and then you kind of literally you're going to start the job or that you know the, you're getting ready to get into that first kind of few days that you're or you're working you notice and you're about to start and then you kind of go into the, the what I always call new school first day of school mode you know new shoes or a new handbag or whatever and then you know you're kind of like walking in the door and then actually you're thinking oh my god you know what am I doing and how am I going to do this and oh my god who am I and all those imposter syndrome feelings start creeping in and I think it's those kind of times where again just understanding what can be that activating event for you that gets you into feeling like an imposter? Because on another episode, I will share with you my ABC model that I've created, which is really around um, taking you from, um, from an activating event the A and getting you to a state where you actually don't end up almost falling into the trap of here I go again you know these are the behaviors or these are the kind of patterns of um, inner critical thoughts that you have so hopefully that's helped you a little bit of an insight into imposter syndrome because it does get talked about a lot and um, there are definitely ways that you can obviously coach yourself through it but also, if you need any help with it at all, then there's stuff on my website about it. You can obviously drop me a line if you've got any questions. Um, but come and find me over on social media at Kate Cousins pretty much everywhere. Um, or go onto my website, katecousins.com, and you will find all of the links you need there. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Can Do and Confident. Please don't forget to subscribe and review this, your little podcast. Thanks for listening to Can Do and Confident.